This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Really, I've, I've never been in a position where, you know, I'm, I'm losing. So um, I don't know how to feel. Like, uh, the, my only reaction to this is just to keep working. Like, I'm not angry at all. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, like, it, it happens. You know, we have bad days. Y'all have bad days. And y'all can either get depressed or y'all can get up the next day and go to work. And I think that's what our team is going to do. And, I, and that's what I'm going to do. So I'm not angry at all. You know, it just it happens. Welcome back. Beck UL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe Ojo G, Aaron Hawksworth on a Monday morning. We react to week seven of the NFL. We'll look ahead to Monday Night Football coming up. The World Series is set. Astros and the Braves will give you the series prices and how we're leaning for the series here and a little on college football and the NBA. But let's continue week seven reaction here. Mike Lombardi going to join us here on the Roman Guest Line. Mike, one of our Odyssey NFL insiders to talk about all things week seven. Mike, there's a lot to dive into. The voice of Justin Fields, the Bears are struggling right now. But Mike, it felt like the biggest story from yesterday is is the the rise of the Bengals, what they did in Baltimore yesterday. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. uh, How impressed are you with this team? And and are you at the point now, Mike, where you think this Bengals team is for real as as a true contender in the AFC? Well, you know, when you knock off Baltimore, you know, and, and after the last four games you've played Baltimore, uh, Lamar basically has owned you, and uh, you've scored 34 points in the last four games against the team, and then in one game you score 41. I think you got to call them for real. I mean, it's a 13-10 game at the half, and they went in and dominated the second half and put 28 on them. So, yeah, I think you got to take them for real. I think they're legitimate. They protected Burrow. Uh, at a higher level than I thought they would yesterday. I thought there'd be a lot more free runners going towards him. And they played really well And their defense. You know, their defense has played, uh, and this is something that I think we've seen from Baltimore in these matchups when Baltimore has to play against good defensive coordinators, they take away what they want to do. And because they don't have a drop back pass game, because they don't put Lamar under center, they struggle to move the ball. Uh, Michael, it's remarkable what Joe Burrow has done. Just after yesterday, he had, he got to his 17th game, 30 touchdowns, only 13 interceptions, over 4,600 passing yards in his 17 games. Uh, due to his record, Zach Taylor has been a punching bag over the last couple of years, and it was certainly fair. In uh, year number three in Cincinnati, is he figuring things out, how to be a coach at this level, or is it more just a talent winning out? Well, I think obviously they did a great job game planning yesterday and their defense has played well. I mean, he's kept his defensive staff intact and he hasn't really made a lot of changes and the offensive line has improved. So you got to give him credit. I mean, I haven't been on, I mean, I've been anti Zach Taylor since he got the job. And so, but you know, that win there going into Detroit, dominating Detroit in their own stadium, you know, that this game against the jets coming up will be a really interesting game because Everybody's going to do exactly what we did to start this show. 
talk about how great the Bengals are. Mm-hmm. And the Jets just got killed by the, the, the 54 points by them. And, and everybody's going to be betting the Bengals, nine-and-a-half-point favorite next week. And, you know, we know the Jets beat the Titans this year and that on that field. So I, I think the, the true mark of a great team is to be able to play with consistency and to be able to play when you've had success. I think we're going to find that out. Michael Lombardi, Odyssey, with us this morning. Michael, what is going on with the Chiefs? They've been terrible on defense, couldn't get anything going on offense, and now they're laying 10 points against the Giants next week on Monday Night Football. I don't know. Should the Chiefs be laying 10 points against anyone the way they're playing right now? You know, there's an old saying. I write this thing called the Daily Coach every day uh, with Coach George Raveling. And we wrote about when players show you who they are, believe them. And when teams show you who they are, believe them. And I think the Chiefs have shown us as betters who they really are. They haven't been able to cover spreads forever. They haven't been able to cover spreads forever. And this year, it's been more problematic because, you know, they, they haven't been able to generate the points that they're typically used to scoring. I mean, they scored 20 against Buffalo. They scored 31 against Washington. They were down 10 and 10, 13 to 10 at the half in that game. And then yesterday they scored three. I mean, I think there's the flu of the Super Bowl. There's no doubt. They've got the Super Bowl flu. And they have not been able to find an answer for how teams are defending them. I mean, teams have decided to play them a certain way. Take away Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's only averaging 12.3 yards a catch. I mean, that's, that's, that's not, that's not typically of Tyreek Hill. He needs to be up as 15. That's, that's usually, so they're taking away his big strike ability. They're saying to the chiefs, you move the ball down the field and then they're turning the ball over at a rapid rate. I mean, Mahomes has got nine turnovers after set after seven weeks. He only had six all of last year. And so you add that to a really bad defense. I mean, a really bad defense. And, you know, I mean, this is how bad they are on defense. They, they only allow 38.7% conversion on third down, and yet they give up two, so many points. Well, the reason they only allow 38.7 is because most teams don't have to get to third down to get first downs. Mike Lombardi, Odyssey. It's your BeckQL Daily. We break down week seven of the NFL. Mike, you mentioned teams, who, when they show you who they are, believe them. Sometimes, sometimes with coaches, it's harder to, to know whose fault is. Is it the roster construction? Is it the coach, especially on a rebuilding team? Mike, where are you right now on Nick Sirianni? I'm seeing a team that continues to look unprepared. I mean, yesterday, I mean, first first quarter of the game, allowing the, the Raiders to go back on the field when it's fourth down and taking the penalty instead of just having them punt there. And then the fourth quarter, first play of the series, they can't get a play in on time. They have to call a timeout down three scores in the first play of a series. Are you worried that Sirianni and the staff just, just might not be it in Philadelphia? Well, I mean, you have to be worried about their defense and you have to be worried about their offense. I mean, their leading rusher is Jalen Hurts, you know, and, you know, Hurts puts up numbers that make you really look good in fantasy, but they don't look good when you're trying to win a game. And, you know, they can't control the football. Their defense is on the field for 34 minutes a game. They can't stop anybody. I mean, really, they can't stop anybody. They give up big plays. Uh, If they can't win with their defensive front, they can't. I mean, I think the whole thing in Philadelphia has to be evaluated. Certainly, Sariana's never called plays before. Jonathan Gannon never called defensive plays before. We're talking about a really inexperienced staff, uh, much like the Zach Taylor staff when he went to Cincinnati. And if you're willing to wait three years as the staff grows up, maybe they'll catch something down the road. But to me, I never understood the hiring. You know, they interviewed two people, Josh McDaniels, a guy with great experience, and they went with a guy with no experience. So to me, this is kind of where they are. This is what they wanted. 
Justin Fields sacked four times through three interceptions. He lost uh, lost the ball in multiple strip sacks, and you you have this Bucks team that that was losing three four starters going into that game. No, no surprise that uh, Tampa Bay runs away with this one. But um, if you're the Bears, is it a net positive right now with that offensive line, with that offense, to keep trotting Fields out there? Well, look, you know, if you could put Andy Dalton out there yesterday. They weren't attacking fields. They were attacking the protections. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and if you're going to have free runners coming at your protections, this was Todd Bowles against Matt Nagy. Everybody's going to put it under fields, but really it was Todd Bowles against Matt Nagy. He had free runners going after the quarterback, you know, and Andy Dalton might have been able to see the free runner and get rid of the ball, and fields is too young to really see it. But the reality of it is, is, this was a this was a, a commentary on how bad the Bears' offense is, particularly in their offensive line. I mean, their tackles are really poor. They can't protect, and they ran the ball against Tampa. Something I didn't think they would do. The game came out the way I thought, but it didn't come. I thought that they wouldn't be able to run the football. I think Nagy's offense has proven that he struggles against really good coordinators. I mean, go through all through his time there in, in in Chicago when he plays against good coordinators, the offense breaks down, the protections break down. And it becomes a real problem. So, uh, you know, Justin Fields is just taking a, a punishment, unfortunately. You know, it's funny. Mac Jones, the quarterback for the for the Patriots, everybody talks about the Patriots, the demise of the Patriots. Patriots play the Bucks 1970 with a rookie quarterback because McDaniels did a really good job of game planning so that the Bucks didn't have free runners, so that the Bucks couldn't destroy the game. Right? Now they got a sack strip safety in one part, but he did a really good job of of helping out the, his quarterback. No one's helping Fields here. And you could just see the difference in the two games. I mean, one team knows how to play with a rookie quarterback. The other team thinks the guy should just fit into the offense. And when that happens, you're going to have a disaster. Yeah, Mac Jones looking like the best rookie QB so far. We were talking about this stat earlier. Through seven weeks, dog of more than seven points has won a game outright this season. So money line parlays and teasers have been successful. Michael, I'm curious, what are your thoughts when you hear that stat? Oh, you know, uh, I mean, the, these games, I mean, look, every, I think in, in most of the survivor pools, uh, we, I think there's over 2000 people still in it. You know, yep. usually there, there's always one big upset, right? We always have that. And, it looked like we might get that at the Rams in Detroit until Jared Goff threw that interception in the end zone. So I, I think the, 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 the good teams, there's a huge separation between good and bad. And the fact that so many young quarterbacks are playing, so many young quarterbacks. I mean, Zach Wilson, I don't know how bad he got hurt yesterday. You know, we got, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones. I think that's part of it is there's a lot of young quarterbacks. And then there's a lot like Houston has no chance to win. It, with Davis Mills, a quarterback, it's really not fair. I think they've scored like 10 points the last three weeks. You know, if Tyrod Taylor's playing in there, they might have been more competitive yesterday against Arizona. I think that's the big issue. Mike, Kyle Shannon gets a lot of credit for the coach he's been, what he's done in the NFL. But last night was discouraging. Uh, I know it was Garoppolo instead of Lance because of the injury and, and the weather was bad, but that was bad on both sides. And they get beat by 12 at home off a bye against against a 2-4 and four Colts team. Uh, when you think about Kyle Shanahan right now and where he's got that Niners program, uh, are you hitting the panic button or, or you just think it's a, a lull in the middle of their season? You know, it's funny when you said that, you said that he didn't have Lance. You know, I mean, you know, like, like did anybody think that Lance would have been able to make the plays out there? He would have gotten killed. I mean, Garoppolo is 26-11, now 26-12 as a starting quarterback counting playoffs for Kyle. 
Kyle without Garoppolo is seven and twenty-two. I mean, uh, you know, there's this whole perception that Garoppolo is the problem. You know, when Garoppolo is the only quarterback who can win for the guy. Now, I think weather played a huge part in it. But have you watched Lance play? I mean, Lance can't. Lance is this is like a jugs machine back there. He throws the ball really hard. He runs with it, but he doesn't make very good decisions with the football. I mean, the reason they're playing Garoppolo is because, you know, Lance isn't anywhere near being ready. Shanahan's even admitted that, you know, that they put him out there and it's just they're hoping. And last night was a weather game. I mean, the interception over uh, on the hitch route, the receiver doesn't get in front of the football, and that's on Garoppolo. But I I think to me, uh, if you examine this whole 49er program, if it wasn't for the trade of Garoppolo, Kyle might not be in a job right now. Up the NFC is pretty fascinating at this juncture. I think better than what most people believed. Even though we didn't see Dallas over the weekend, they were on their bye. Uh, we mentioned Tampa Bay. The Rams, it, it wasn't in dominant fashion, but they defeat Detroit. And then then there's Green Bay. Uh, Washington, horrendous in the red zone. They outgained the Packers. Packers are 6-1. and one. Straight up, they're six and one against the spread, uh, but I'm not quite sure how good they are. Uh, what do you think about the Packers? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles; we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, you know, I don't know how good they are either, but they got Aaron Rodgers, and their their defense seemed to be opportunistic yesterday. And look, let's face it, the Washington football team shot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you took Washington in that game and laid the eight or and had the eight or had the nine and a half, you're feeling pretty good about it because you're down there. But they just shot themselves in the foot, and they and they they make mistakes. But you, us as betters, or anybody recommending it, you know that was a stay away game all the way because you could say, well, Washington really was fortunate they outgained them. But that's usually the case with Washington. They mess up somewhere along the way during the game. They have too many too many uh, details that don't get covered in their offense and their defense and in their kicking game, and that's why they lose games. So for me, you know, for me, I think it really comes down to. Uh, you know, you know, I think Green Bay is opportunistic. I think their defense can rise. I think this is going to be a huge challenge for them this week on Thursday night to go out there and play to see if they can match a team that can score point for point with them. That's going to be the key, key difference because we know Arizona can score. But I, I think Green Bay, as long as they have Rodgers under center and they can control the pace of the game and their offensive line protects them, they're going to be in all the games. Well, I guess I've got it, but with the trade deadline coming up, what do you think is going to happen with Deshaun Watson? I think they're going to move them. I really do. I think that there's always been a place. Look, I, I, I think, you know, the one thing, if you're Houston, you know, you don't have a good quarterback right now. Davis Mills, he may end up being, but all these teams that need quarterbacks, Philadelphia, Carolina, Miami, 
You know, Tua played really well yesterday, had two bad interceptions. But is Tua really going to be a top 15 player? I don't know. You know, I think that remains to be seen. And so I think that I think as the longer they've waited, the price for it to get Watson, assuming you can get him off these legal issues or whatever they, the ramifications are from him, I, I think there's an opportunity here uh, to, to get in a lot of teams bidding on him. And I think the price is only going to go up. Mike, appreciate you hopping on here. We'll catch up again next week. The Watson situation is certainly one we're watching. That was Mike Lombardi on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and on for ongoing healthcare for ED, all from the comfort of privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first one. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. Yes, the, Wat the Watson thing, what, November 2nd, right? We have a week to go until the trade deadline? It's coming. Mm -hmm. Dog's out on Watson. Dog's out. <laughs> Don't you think she doesn't want the Eagles to get him? She's out. Does out out totally out on Deshaun Watson. Are, are, are you out? there? Are you there on that? We'll, we'll hit out on it later. Yeah, yeah, we'll hit on it. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk more about Watson and what could happen. We got a game tonight, Monday Night Football. We'll preview that next. The Saints and the Seahawks. It's Geno Smith. It's Jameis Winston. It is prime time. <laughs> we'll touch on it coming up, and then a lot of baseball and some college football here. It's BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook on the BetQL Network.